0: That was about as horrible as an NFL can, an NFL game can possibly go. My God! All right, welcome back to Browns Breakdowns, everybody. Um, that was a really bad game. Oh boy, How, where do I even get started? Um, let's get started with the biggest news: Nicholas Jamal Chubb. If you do not know what happened to, to Nick Chubb, you're kind of out of the loop, and it's pretty devastating. Uh, Nick Chubb suffered a season-ending in, season season-ending injury. It was uh, it it was bad. He basically what happened is I don't want to get too in depth. They say it's gruesome. I've, it's I've seen worse. Um, injuries from sports but basically it, he you know how you know how your knee can't bend sideways like if you stick your knee straight and lock your leg you can't like bend it left or right that's what happened to his leg basically he was bent like 80 degrees sideways and his leg was like still firmly planted in the ground it was really bad um, he basically tore every CL known to man. They're probably going to have to invent a new one just for how many he tore. Um, he's going to have to undergo surgery. It is a season-ending injury, though we all knew it. And I actually talk, texted, I was chatting with my friend John John Suchan. If you guys don't know who that is, I've interviewed him a few times on this podcast. He's interviewed me a few times on his podcast. And I texted him. I said, hey, do you think... Uh, Nick Chubb's career is over do you think that this is it and he's like yeah I think I think it is I think this is Nick Chubb's and this is the end of it this is this is his career uh he is on his he's 28 he's gonna be 28 in December he's on his last year with the Browns he isn't even gonna play this year period he yeah so this I don't want to consider it because that's really 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 sad and that sucks Especially for the team. But I think it's a real possibility that this is it for Nick Chubb. He might never play another down of NFL football. Um, Now one thing they might do is sign him to like a 10-day contract or something. I don't actually know how this works. I'm going off of like the MLP, But they might sign him to like a one-week contract or something. Let him play a game to be like his going-away game. And then he can retire or something. So he doesn't go off on an injury. Like, just because uh, in baseball, a few players have signed. There was a baseball player out there. I think he was a relief pitcher. Maybe not. I don't remember his name. But he got signed to a 10-day contract and to play his final game with the team. And then he retired later. But I think that's what we should do with Nick Chubb. Because I know Nick Chubb, his... Um, he does not want his final play in the NFL to be his knee getting snapped in half. Um, so I think if we're going to be smart, we should probably uh, decide to re sign him to like the shortest contract you can do and get him on the field just one last time to make him not go out on his leg getting snapped in half. Uh, so he's out for the season guaranteed. His career might be over. We don't know exactly. But this is the knee he ripped up in college too. It's the same knee. This is also the knee I think he hurt in 2015. So this knee's just getting destroyed. And so it might be it. Might be it for Nick Chubb. Now a little bit more on. Kind of like a byproduct for Nick Chubb's injury. I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh plays on a grass surface. Um, so this kind of sparks the um the whole grass versus turf thing cuz like everyone's been fighting about the uh the, the, the whole surface like turf the turf monster turf is n- t- ripping people up turf is tearing everyone your everyone's just ripping up their body cuz of the turf well pittsburgh um I looked it up i looked at what surface does the pittsburgh steelers have it also says also like pnc heinz field has a natural grass surface so it is a natural grass surface meaning nick Chubb ripped his knee in half basically because well technically it wasn't his fault but he broke his knee in half because he was on a grass grass surface now it wasn't his fault he didn't like slip and fall or anything it was mika fitzpatrick's fault he led with the shoulder he went low for the leg and broke his leg in half. Now, it isn't... In football, especially for big, strong running backs like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, people like that, you are supposed to go low because you're supposed to... um, Because if you go high, they're just going to tank it and just flip you over the side because they weigh so much. They're just so strong. But, yeah, Minka completely ran in their shoulder first um, and just crushed his leg. Now... um. Yeah, it was it was bad, and so he's out. Uh, it was not a good sign. It was not a good, uh, a good scene. It was uh, ESPN or a- ABC. I mean, ABC didn't even replay it. They didn't even replay the injury. If you were listening to it live, they had the the they replayed it on the big jumbotron, and basically like the entire crowd just went oh, <gasps> or it wasn't. It was. It was not a gasp. It was like that. It was more like oh my god. It was like a like a collective groan it was like a groan gasp almost it was really bad that's how bad it was basically the entire crowd was just shocked and so he's out it's just a really bad injury because Nick Chubb is like the basically the heart and soul of the Cleveland Browns more or less Um, because he's such a good person he's a good person he's a hard worker all this stuff and that's how he goes out by like breaking his leg in half. Now, one thing that I think we will need to consider is who we replace him with because uh, we already apparently c- contacted Kareem Hunt. Uh, that's someone we already contacted. And then people have been calling for trying to get Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. Uh, I don't really know how jonathan taylor would work or if it would even be a good idea because jonathan taylor is just as injury prone as all the other running backs he uh is very injury prone and i don't know how he would work in a browns uniform and in our scheme but i mean that's like the best best option we have right now because we just lost nick chubb so i don't know who what we're gonna do i think um i think kareem hunt is probably a lock no one else had signed him so everyone so we're just scrambling to get him so kareem hunt he already visited with the browns uh kareem hunt is probably guaranteed to come in for the uh the come in for the 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 browns running back to fill the running back spot oh man i can't talk um it was a bad game and then so let's talk about some more things uh let's talk about deshaun watson so deshaun watson Oh, boy. That was really bad. Um, Now, if you look at the stats, right? Let's just look at the box score. 22 for 40 for 235, a touchdown, and an interception, right? You're like, okay, cool. That's a normal Deshaun Watson stat line. No. So, the interception was actually a pick six. And you want to know what the pick six was. It was Deshaun Watson threw it to Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant, it was in his hands. It was like the... Thursday night football season opener game where, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy who used to play for the Giants. It literally hit him perfectly in the hands and it bounced out and got picked six. It Harrison Bryant muffed it, couldn't catch it. It got into a Steeler's hands. Some guy knocked it out of that Steeler's hands and then a different Steeler grabbed it and then ran it in for a touchdown. So it was not Deshaun Watson's fault for that pick six. Now, um. He did have a fumble, too. Uh, But, yeah, that was not his fault whatsoever. It was really, really bad. Uh, It was all... um, What's his name again? Harrison Bryant. I somehow forgot. It was all Harrison Bryant's fault that we did not get that. Uh, It was the first play of the game, too. It was literally the first play of the game. This game was so dumb. I'll get to all the dumb parts about the game soon. Now, uh, Deshaun Watson also shockingly had not one but two face mask calls i don't even know how a quarterback gets one face mask call but two of them is absurd i don't think there's ever been a player a quarterback in the nfl i couldn't find anything on it don't worry i looked it up who has gotten uh two face mask calls maybe there has i'm i don't know but it just doesn't seem like something anyone would do but these weren't like accidental face mask calls where you like accidentally swing your arm around and accidentally gets caught in face mask no Deshaun Watson grabbed the face mask and just hurled the guy to the ground but in both cases it was brutal I don't know what Deshaun Watson was doing why exactly he was he was he was doing what he was doing but he, he I don't know what he was doing but yeah two face mask calls by Deshaun Watson Uh, The NFL has chosen not to fine him. Apparently, you can get fined for that. Uh, They just... They chose not to do it. I don't really care about that. He makes enough money with that stupid, fully guaranteed contract. What a waste that contract was. My God, that was a stupid contract. Uh, We're not going to get into that today, though. Now, one thing the box score doesn't tell you is Deshaun Watson was throwing the ball so badly. I mean, he was... He had... Uh, was it Marquise Goodwin? No, it's not. Was it? Yeah, it was Marquise Goodwin, I believe. He had him open, like, twice deep downfield. He missed by, like, 10 yards. This man was, I'm, I was joking a lot, but he was, that's not wrong. He was literally, the receiver was in a different zip code than where the ball was landing. It was that bad. I mean, there was a different postal code from the receiver to the ball landing spot. He was overthrown them by 10, 11, 12, 13 yards. It was insane. I mean, at least we know Watson has a good arm, but it doesn't matter if you have a great arm if you can't actually hit the receiver and stride and score a touchdown. Now, he also ended up having a fumble, Watson did. It was really our offensive line's fault and not Watson's fault because our offensive line was really bad, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, TJ Watt, Defense Player of the Year 2021, whipped around the edge, murdered our left tackle. He had literally no chance of stopping TJ Watt. And then just punched... Or Maybe it wasn't TJ Watt who punched the ball out. But I know someone punched the ball out out of um, Deshaun Watson's hands. And TJ Watt picked it up and scooped and scored. So... And it was a scoop and score, which ended up being the game winning touchdown ultimately because it was 26 to 22, uh, final score. Now, one thing that does, uh, interest me was, um, well, it doesn't interest me, but like I said, the offensive line was actually kind of decent. Like at the start of the game, they were actually pretty decent blocking for, uh, blocking for Nick Chubb, and they just, when Nick Chubb went down, I don't know what really happened, but they just kind of fell off. It was really bad. The they were bad. I mean, they were letting up blocks. They were just every bad thing you you can do. That's what they were doing. I mean, it was it was really really bad because, and especially our left tackle, uh, Jedrick Wills. Now Jedrick, he was getting mauled. I mean, this was. This was an unfair, um, yeah, man. That was that was that was an unfair game uh, for for Kendrick Wills. He was just getting bullied. I mean, my guy was probably having flashbacks to like middle school from how hard he was getting bullied or something. But my goodness, he was just getting pushed around. No one had a sec a chance of stopping him, uh, or or no one had a chance of uh, like. He just couldn't block him. It was insane. It was just it was a brutal game for Gentrick. Hopefully he can come back and have a better game. But he was just getting shoved around. He was just getting pushed. And he could not block to save his life. And it was really, really hurting us. We had seven set they had seven sacks, if I'm not mistaken. I think they had seven sacks. Let me see if I can find it. Uh sacks. Yeah. Or no, six. We allowed six sacks. It was... Oh, boy. It was brutal. We also had eight penalties for 81 yards. It was three... Okay. Turnover battle was really sad, too. I'm going to talk about turnovers real fast. We had three fumbles and an interception. And that interception was Harrison Bryant not being able to catch a football. Uh, three fumbles was just insane. Uh, the f- One fumble was from Deshaun Watson. One fumble... I don't remember what the other fumbles were from, though. But... Yeah, it was not a good game. Now, I'm gonna get to receiving real fast. Uh receiving was okay. I mean Amari had ninety yards, David Nejoku had forty eight, Elijah Moore had thirty six, uh Jerome Ford, I'll get to him in a second, uh had twenty five, David Pell had twenty seven, uh DPJ only had one catch. Now, what what was interesting about uh receiving was they were getting open. Like, um, the plays they were running that Kevin Stefanski was calling up, well, I don't actually know if Kevin calls the plays, but the plays that we were calling up were really good. But we just could not, for some reason, connect. Or it was Deshaun Watson's fault. But yeah, we were having some really good plays, and people were getting open, but Deshaun Watson just could not hit them. Uh, and so it was, it was not. And and credit to the Steelers defense, they were pretty good that game they were really limiting us but I mean if we look at the team stats I mean look at this 408 total yards the Steelers only had 215 or 255 we had 198 rushing yards to theirs 55 and we had 210 passing yards to their 200 I mean we had so many yards compared to them and we were getting mauled I mean that was a really 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 bad bad game for us that was just I was sad That was there was that was a really sad game now I'm gonna get to Jerome Ford real quick Uh Jerome Ford he had uh, one hundred he had 16 carries for 106 yards now if you remember Nick Chubb went out in first quarter I think it might have been the first quarter. Um, crap. I can't remember if he's out or um when he was out. But let's just say he was out in the second quarter. He in in only a few quarters, Jerome Ford managed to get one hundred six rushing yards as well as racking up uh twenty five rushing or receiving yards and a touchdown. So if anything, the replacement for um. Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford, definitely came through in the biggest moments when we needed him. Uh, because he was pretty good after Nick Chubb went out. I don't know if it's going to last. Because if you look back to um, the Bengals game last week, uh, Jerome Ford had... Uh, he was okay. But he had that fumble at like the start of the game. Which ended up costing us a touchdown. That we should have had. But we didn't because he fumbled it away. Uh, let me see. Browns, drone Ford, drone Ford at 36 yards in that game. Uh, Nick Chubb obviously won the six. Now, uh, I'm going to get to the, uh, we're going to get to the bright spot in just a second, but I want to tell you everything that was terrible, terrible about the game. Uh, actually, before we do that, I would like to talk about the uh, missed pass interference call. Now, if you look at, if you go to the end of the game, right, if you look up Uh, highlights or something they should show it so what happened basically was it was it was he was uh whoever he threw it to i don't remember who it was he was not open by the way he was not open whatsoever at all so like i don't know why watson was throwing there but it was basically a jump ball and the defender literally grabbed on to the guy's shoulder pads whoever it was and was basically like like he was or he hooked his fingers under the jersey and was basically pulling it off of the shoulder pads almost almost, and completely restricting his arm access. It would not have been a catch anyway, but that was totally pass interference and the refs just didn't call it. And if you look back to, um, if you go back to the Broncos game, uh, which I know because I was watching it because it was just on TV and I was bored, um, they had a Hail Mary, which was awesome. And then the two-point conversion, the Washington defender was basically like piggyback riding the uh receiver with both hands on his shoulder and it was a terrible terrible pass interference and the refs just didn't call it and so like if you go back to the uh the if you look at the Bronco, broncos game basically everyone is trying to call for pass interference and no one calls it and then for the browns game everyone was calling for pass interference and no one called it and it was a pretty obvious pass interference I mean, like, I could see it, and I was watching it from TV, and I think you could have e- easily seen it if you were literally standing right there. And when it's literally your job to call call, to call fouls, but man, was it a blatant, blatant foul call, and there was just nothing, nothing. They didn't do anything. They're like, no, that's not a foul. I don't even know if they were paying attention. Who knows? But, yeah, that was, that was not good. So... Now, I'm going to get to the one bright spot of this team. That was the defense. Now, the defense was actually pretty dang good against the, um, against the, uh, yeah, T.J. Watt fumble return. Yeah, I just wanted to know second. Exactly. Defense was actually really good. Now, I'm just going to quickly look at team stats, just list, list a few things off. Uh, 5 for 16 for 3rd down efficiency. They were only 4 for 14. We had 20. Yes, that is correct. 20 first downs. They only had 9. And yet we still somehow lost. We had 81 total plays. They only had 53. We um had only 5 punts. But it was that 3 fumbles and an interception. And the 8 penalties for 81 yards. Which just killed the team. I mean, that was... It completely killed the team, though those turnovers but the defense i mean the defense was pretty good like let's just look quickly at a few people so uh Sion Takitaki and Shelby Sion Takitaki uh had a sack he had one sack uh Shelby Harris had half a sack uh Maurice Maurice Hurst had another one now, if you're wondering there was a play at somewhat the end of the game where the defensive line like both d tackles broke through and sacked Kenny Pickett. Like literally, it was it was both of the um of the players. They ran in and sacked him. It was both of them, which is why it was half a sack. Uh, Miles Garrett and Zayarius Smith didn't do anything. Darius Smith ended up getting hurt, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know his injury report. Uh, Zayarius Smith uh, injury update, but. On what we know, uh, come on, non-contact injury, help to the sideline, couldn't put weight. Yeah, after spending time, Smith reappeared, spotted with his helmet on, but Brown's staff prevented him. Um, Smith was able to come back into the, into the team. Okay, so Smith was able to come back into the team, into the game, I mean. Alright, so, Smith is okay, is it Aries Smith? Uh, Grant Delpit, I'm 95% sure got hurt. Actually, maybe it was... No, no, no. It was uh, it was who? Uh, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward got hurt, but it was just cramps, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that... So Denzel Ward is okay, which is good, because we don't want to lose him, either. Uh, uh, yeah, Greg Newsome. Greg Newsome also got hurt, but let's see update oh, come on there's so many ads news greg Newsom returned to the game wards um uh yeah denzel ward cornerback denzel ward had cramps and was probable to return so denzel ward did return and Newsom did return as well so there were no in- major injuries on defense that actually lasted um but if we look at uh Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit had an interception. I'm 95% sure that was the interception. If you look back on that play, basically what happened was he intercepted the ball. He got hit and the ball popped out. A Steelers guy caught it but didn't catch it and it bobbled out of his hands and then a Browns guy caught it and then a Browns guy ran and then it got knocked out again and then a defensive like, tackle tried to catch it and failed and it bounced out of bounds. I was so strange watching that play happen. But it counted as an interception. Um, So Grant Delpit got a pick. Now, if we look into the defensive stats, uh, if we, let's say we get rid of the two, um, the 14 points caused by the pick six and caused by the fumble, right? So we subtract 14 from 26, we get 12. That means the defense only let up 12 points total. I mean, that is pretty dang good uh, considering. That, considering who they are, I mean it's the Browns, but their defense, is, but their defense is really good. And so if we get rid of that that uh, scoop and score by TJ H- Watt almost T J Hall that's not even a real person, um and get rid of that interception that pick six by I'm gonna call it by Harrison Bryant it was not Deshaun Watson's fault. But if we get rid of that um, scoop and score and pick six the the defense only let up 12 points, and so it would have been a totally different ball game if Harrison Bryant knew how to catch a football and if TJ Watt wasn't like a a stinking um demigod or something i don't know he's insane now uh uh we would have won the game by the way if Harrison Bryant knew how to catch a football because it would have only been um 22 to 19 uh but of course no one would have known that. That would have been the uh, deciding score, basically. That um, pick six, but yeah, that was that was a really, that was really tough to watch. I'm like just sitting there, like, are you kidding me? Are, are you serious, Harrison Bryant? Your job is literally, your job is to professionally let a football go into your hands and to not let it come out. That is literally, you get paid millions of dollars to catch a lump of leather. And you do it, your your whole career is to stand there and run around and catch a lump of leather. And you can't do it properly. Like, I get that it's hard, but come on, man. That is literally your job. Um, but I'm going to get to some of the weird things that happened in the game. So the weirdest thing was the first quarter ended twice. Uh, that was the strangest. What happened was, this was another just absolute BS call by the, the refs. So Watson basically, he, he, it was a QB s- sneak. I don't know actually what happened particularly, but Watson like jumped over the line, right? It was a first down. He, he it was a first down. He definitely got the first down, uh, from at least the eighteen thousand replays I saw. Um, then he fumbled the ball, and Watson came up with it, right? They ended up revoking that call and saying Steelers ball, because it was a fourth down, but he did get the first down. But apparently, he. A a Steelers player landed on the ball and got it, even though I don't—I didn't even see that happen in the replays. So I don't know what replays they were watching, but not the ones ABC was showing. But that was another dumb call. But that ended—that was the end of the first quarter play. So they ended up sending it back to like 21 seconds um, of the the first quarter. So the first quarter ended twice. Uh, Our kicker. He did end up missing a kick, which wouldn't have meant anything because it would have been 25-26, but he missed a kick. So that kind of sucked. Uh, he, was, he was perfect through the rest of the game, though, so that's good. But um, then, um, man, what else weirdness happened in that game? Uh, it took about four hours, I think. I mean, it started at like 7 o'clock and ended like 10.45, that game took forever it never ended it couldn't end it was just going and going and going and going and going and and it never stopped it was so boring it was the worst game ever it was just no scoring just especially if you were a Browns fan it was just terrible to watch took eight years your team couldn't do anything Unless they were, like, getting lucky. It was just a brutal game to watch. But, yeah, it was not a fun game. So, yeah. That's about it. It was a pretty bad loss. um, Not just because of the score, but because of Nick Chubb's breaking his knee in half. uh, And just, man, it was just not a good game for basically anyone in uh, in that game. Because no one could get anything to go it was just really 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 bad so hopefully hopefully the Browns have some sort of a way to fix the running back spot after Nick Chubb is has gone down hopefully they figure something out I mean whether it's getting Kareem Hunt whether it's maybe you never know trading for uh, Jonathan Taylor but I don't think that'll happen but you never know Um, so however they're gonna do it they gotta figure out how to do it fast because that was a brutal brutal game because man they they just couldn't catch a break no matter what they did everyone seemed to get hurt everyone seemed to just suck other than Nick Chubb. Um, man, it was not a good game. But, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we can come back and beat the uh the Titans. Yeah, we play the Titans next week. Hopefully, we can come back and beat the Titans. Uh, the Titans don't have a very good receiving core. I mean, they have DeAndre Hopkins. Do they? I think they do. And a few other guys. And obviously, Ryan Tannehill, but the biggest worry is obviously... Um, uh, what's his name, Derek Henry so hopefully we can play against them and get the W but yeah, I'll be back on the 23rd, Saturday the 23rd 3pm, I love you all and I will talk to you guys on Saturday, peace